You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily Ohio State Buckeyes podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Locked On Buckeyes podcast. Matt Hayes, Brandon Beef on a Tuesday, on a Tuesday, October 2nd. What's up, brother? Matty, what's going on, my man? How are you today? I'm good, man. I'm good. My allergies are acting crazy. It's bananas. Like, my eyes are all puffy, nose is all stuffed up. I don't know what's going on, but if I sound crazy today, guys, that's why. My allergies are just well, really hit. weather we're getting, man. We, uh, me an hour right now. we dipped, you know, last week we dipped, like, right into the mid-60s. It was beautiful fall weather. Weekend was gorgeous, and now we're sitting here. On a cloudy Tuesday afternoon, and it's like 80 degrees outside, man. It's second of October. I'm done with it. I'm done with it. I'm ready for the cool weather. I need mid-60s, um, dipping down into the early 50s is the mm, low. I need that. I That's what that. I need. But this is the best month of the year. Anybody that disagrees, I think you're crazy. We were talking about October right now. Heart of college football, heart of NFL season, Major League Baseball, playoffs, the NBA you know, that's my favorite league beam is about to kick off in like 13 days or something crazy like that. This right now is my favorite sports month right here, right now. Well, yeah, because yesterday we were just watching game 163 around baseball, which was beautiful. Christian yeah, Yelich and the Brewers just going nuts, beating the Cubbies. And then today you have the uh, NL wildcard game between uh, the Cubs and the Rockies. So that'll be fun. Go, It's a do or die game. Um, but yeah, man, well, got we got, um, I got the... Um, I'm going to go Colorado. I'm going to go the Rockies. I think that they're going to get this thing done, even though Lester's pitching today. Uh, I just think Arenado is too much of a problem for Colorado. So and Trevor Story, my guy. I'm going to Keep go. your eye on Trevor Story, their shortstop, MVP candidate. He's a dog. So I'm rolling with the Rockies, too. I'm with you on that. All right. I've liked them for the last couple Maybe of years. Maybe so because I'm just a Reds fan and I want to see the Cubs lose. <laughs> That's probably the reason why. But give me the Rockies today. But, yeah, man, we got Jackets starting up on yeah, Thursday, too, against Detroit. It's just uh, you know Ohio State plays this weekend against Indiana. We, we're in the middle uh, of the NFL season. Monday Night Football last night. Pat Mahomes going nuts again. It's man, just he's a uh, problem. He is. He really is. And uh, but no, man, it's a it's a great time to be alive in October. The only bad part about fall for me is the bee situation. I'm allergic to bees. Oh. Those that's when these suckers come out. I try not to bother them. They try not to bother me. But if we cross paths, I gotta I gotta let gotta them hand- know. Gotta let them know who's boss. <laughs> I can't do them. You handing out L's to bees out I'm, here? Man, well, no, I know. That we have a honeybee shortage in the world, and we have a problem with that. So I don't try to do anything too too crazy. But if you get in my personal space, you may be getting a swat. I'm not That's mad it. at that. I've never been stung by a bee in my entire life. In my 27 years of living, beam, I've never been stung That's by beautiful. a bee, and I love it because they terrify me. Like those, it's just crazy, man. How they just fly around you, and they don't care. They're not worried about you. No. You're in their space, right? And if you're in their space, you're gonna get stung. Speaking of space, in this space, we talk a lot about Ohio State football. That's why it's transition. called the Locked On Buckeyes podcast. We promised you yesterday that we would have an update on some of the injured guys. Mm-hmm. Mainly, Draymond Jones and Urban did take the podium for his weekly press conference, and he addressed um, Draymond Jones in the ankle situation as well as Damon Arnett. And it looks like those guys possibly can play. They're listed as what probable right now yes. is the way we're looking at this thing for the Indiana game this week. Being so, a game that I think if you didn't have Draymond Jones and Damon Arnett, would it be the end of the world? No, I just think where you're looking for a defense that needs to get on the same page every single week. They need these reps with the, with the same guys, uh, the same 11 that they're going to play with every single Saturday beam. So it'd be nice to get those guys out there. But if this is a situation where the coaches know, hey, 
we can trust, you know, Devon Hamilton. We can trust BB mm-hmm. Landers to hold it down in the middle of that defensive line. We'll be okay. I would totally understand that. Yeah, me too. I just, uh, you know, Maddie, we talked about yesterday how you're getting to the portion of the season where, uh, you know, you're you're now you're playing with house money. Uh, you got through Penn State. You got through TCU unscathed. Uh, really the next biggest game on the schedule. I mean, Indiana kind of always gives Ohio State fits. You saw it in the season opener last year, how it was a good game for three quarters. Then Ohio State kind of pulled away at the end. Uh, but, yeah, with Tom Allen and in Indiana, uh, you would have to think Ohio State going into this weekend, they're pretty big favorites in the game, that that's going to be no problem. Uh, and then the weekend after that, you know, you got Minnesota coming in. You're thinking, all right, P.J. Fleck, row the boat. Don't know how much you're going to do. But then you start to look at that Purdue game, and you're like, all right, they can keep David Blau on the field. That's their guy. Keep tossing that around. But you know what I mean here yeah. is that, you know, the fact that you really, for the next five games, it seems, that Ohio State should be favored in all of those games by at least double digits. I agree. And so until they get to Michigan State, until they have to go uh, up to East Lansing to, to face Sparty, I'm fine, you know, with Ohio State saying, well, Draymond Jones, if he's not 100% and he has even a slight chance to re-injure, mm-hmm. re-injure his injury, uh, then sit him down because yeah. I have enough faith in these guys that even without Nick Bosa, uh, even if without Draymond Jones, that these guys would, uh, would absolutely not have a field day, but they would do enough – to keep Ohio State in that conversation for a college football playoff berth. I agree, and you look at what Indiana's dealing with right now. They're a little banged up, Beam, and I know they're sitting at 4-1, and one, and Tom Allen's really got them going. Mm-hmm. But the way that they've looked in the last couple of games, and necessarily hasn't been great, where you're talking about um, the Michigan State game and beating Rutgers. Close game, Coast the claim. Michigan State game, a decently close right. game. I know Spartan... It was kind of that situation where you knew Sparty was going to win the whole game, yep. but Indiana kept it close enough the entire game for you to stay interested in it. Yeah. And then the Rutgers game, man, uh, I don't know if that was Indiana not preparing and looking ahead to Ohio State, if that was a trap game for them, because Rutgers, as we know, have has been really, really bad this year. I yeah. know on the S&P they've ranked six, 116th out of 130 teams, Maddie. Uh, which mm. means that basically every time they play a team, if you were to play it on a neutral field, they would be a 17-point underdog. Uh, that's how that system works. But the fact that you know they uh, they just beat Rutgers by seven, uh, a team that came into that game three and one, coming off a decently close loss to Michigan State, then um, that's not what you expected. You no. expect Indiana to blow doors against Rutgers, and like I said, maybe it was a trap game. Yeah, uh, that they were looking past it. Maybe they were installing an Ohio State game plan. But still, man, uh, you gotta you gotta take care. You gotta take care of Rutgers. Yeah. We'll dive more into Indiana, obviously, when we get uh, later into the week, Thursday and Friday, we'll get involved in that. I do think they got a pretty good player in Stevie Scott. He's kind of impressed me at the running back position. But, man, I think looking it up being earlier, <clears throat> they were giving up about 180 on the ground. So this yeah. could be another big week for guys like J.K. Dobbs. But just going back to Urban, here's Urban Meyer showing up the defensive uh, failures that have been going on all year. Well, you, you just have to evaluate the plays, you know, and it's it's it'd be like saying, okay, on, uh, on punt, we did – you know, punt was really good other than two plays. You know, that's not acceptable. You know, we gave up a 90-plus yard reception in man coverage. The safety's got to get him down and don't get beat in man coverage. We had the quarterback that was performing one of his best games of his career. Some of it was scramble, some of it was a direct run. And then we all know around here that when you have that kind of player like we had for a long time, JT, a dual threat guy, that's a hard thing to defend. But he also threw on, on point. So... The answer is you have to play better. Um, 
I think uh, that's the same conversation we've had, and you got to continue to work. I understand we have some new new players, but this game it's week six. We just can't give up those darn big plays. That's what it's been. Yeah, and it's got to stop. You and I have been talking about right. this for a very long time now, and there you go. The head coach is telling you right there that they know in that building that is a problem. And when you're talking about, he mentioned the angles that the safeties are taking. This is something that we've seen for five weeks straight now, and I don't know how you shore that up if guys are because you know the coaches are teaching the correct technique in practice. I, I would like to believe that that's happening in practice over there at the Woody Hayes, that those guys are teaching the right way to do things. It's just when those guys get in the game beam, you know when you're a younger guy, you're going to go back to habits that you've always relied on, and sometimes those habits are bad habits, and we're seeing that from Pryor, and we're seeing that from Wynn, and now Pryor, he's going to miss, what, the first half of the game against Indiana, so it'll be more of Justin Wynn, I would have to imagine, out there. But, Beam, I was thinking about this just because you heard Urban Meyer mention the man defense part of things, and mm-hmm. they love to play man defense. Yeah. They love to be aggressive, and they've had the corners and they've had the safeties to do so in the last couple of years. But how long do you continue to beat your head against a brick wall when you know you got a problem and you don't fix it? Maybe every once in a while you sprinkle in some zone defenses to help your guys out to hey, say, this is the area that you have to worry about. Worry about this guy. Guy yeah. comes across your face. You handle that. I just wonder if that's something that – they should try to do now because you know that your guys can't handle that for an entire game. You're giving up too many big plays, and that one or two big plays a game could be the game that you could cost you possibly getting to the college football playoff like you did at Iowa last year. Nobody saw that coming, and now we're into the portion of the schedule to where you could label some of these games as sneaky games for Ohio State because they're going to go in as such big favorites against most of these teams. It was just something I was thinking about. I don't know how you feel about that possibility of maybe sprinkling it in some zone, but I think it could help out the safeties especially when you're talking about them having a problem with angles when you do that it protects the safeties a little bit and also your corners clearly but the safeties need the most help and I think that would be something that could really help out this defense moving forward you play with fire enough and you're going to get burnt and we've seen it time and time again with this Ohio State defense luckily the offense has come alive when they needed to uh, and luckily the defense has made plays when you need it to it goes back to that old you know that old adage the bend but don't break Ohio State early on in the first quarter against the you know that Penn State team uh, even into the first half Maddie that could have been a 28 to 3 game it could have been 28 to nothing that game could have been done and dusted at halftime but luckily uh, you know Ohio State's defense even though they continued to give up the big play on occasion uh, they always seem at the right time in the game to pin their ears back and be able to make a stop and uh, you know I just I think that with a offensive and defensive coordinator, man, all these guys, you know, college football coaches, they have egos. And when you're coaching at Ohio State, I think that you have so much talent that you say, all right, well, he got beat there, but he's not going to let it happen again. Sure. And I, exactly what you said, it's like beating your head against a brick wall because uh, at a time, you know, like let's fast forward two weeks and you look at Purdue and if you cover Damon Arnett against Rondale Moore, that's going to be a long day. Yeah. Rondale Moore is one of the best receivers in college football. What he's what he's <laughs> right. been able to do as a true freshman. Yeah, exactly. And so you put a guy you know like Damon Arnett on him, who is you know five foot ten, five foot eleven, good cornerback in his own right, uh, but not the biggest dude on the field. It's like exactly what happened uh, this pa- this past weekend with Juwan Johnson yep. at Penn State. You throw Arnett on him. Listen, he's a big body dude. Great and, play, uh, great play, right? I of mean, course, of course, it's a great give play. Give him credit. But, yeah, no doubt it's a great play. Um, but, yeah, I think that, you know, not necessarily saying Ohio State needs to switch to his own defense. Yeah. That's not their mantra. They are. Just beat the right, man across right. from you. Be better than him. 
challenge that guy's manhood. Listen, yep. that's what it's all about. But you're right. In plays and situations where it's a third and eight or something like that and you're lining up man coverage, maybe you can say, all right, well, now we're going to switch to a soft zone. Yes. See what happens. Exactly. Keep guys, keep guys in front of that first down marker. Right. If a guy gets behind you, you can have safety stepping up, yeah. uh, trying to go get balls up in the air and win those 50-50 battles. Uh, but for the most part, too, I think another interesting point is um, – you know, I think Tabor Johnson has done an okay job mm-hmm. uh, with this secondary, but I think that the, the loss of Kerry Combs has has really uh, been a big issue for Ohio State because uh, this is a defense, Maddie, for so long with Kerry Combs, where he, you know, he's produced an NFL talent left and right. Yeah. Um, and a lot of these guys, you know, obviously they have NFL talent, um, but at the same time, it's just it's not that same ball hawking Ohio State secondary. Um, that is going to line up across from you and just beat the hell out of the man opposite. I think it's a great point that you bring up because you look at what Kerry Combs has been able to do, and beam. You look at what Kerry Combs has the Titans secondary looking like One right of the now best in, the league. in the NFL. They've been a really sticky defense to go up against a week, week in and week out. I think it's an awesome point that you bring up, man, because you also talk about Alex Grinch, sure. a younger guy yeah. that's coming over, getting you know reestablished to having more on his yeah. plate. Both of these guys, I'm sure it's a lot for them to handle right now. You're talking about Tavor Johnson and Alex Grinch, man. You come over to Ohio State, you've heard the stories about what Urban expects from his coaching staff. It's a lot to handle. 90-hour work week. Right, I mean, you're coming yeah. over from Washington State where Arizona, um, excuse me, where Alex Grinch came from. It's a different beast when you come over here. So I think it's a good point that you bring up because we, are, we have seen a little bit of regression from that group. Real quick, here's a clip from Urban on what they're working on with the safeties. Yeah, it's when one breaks, you got to get him down. You don't know. We've had a history of getting guys down because it's not going to be perfect all the time. You know, we're a very aggressive man coverage team, and there's been a couple examples this week of not getting them down. So those are all things that we're working on. Big thing, tackle and space. They got to get that cleaned up. Before we take a quick break here and talk about something pretty cool idea that Beam brought up, as we were prepping for the pod today, I want to let you know about our folks from Vivid Seats. We all love a night out, whether it's seeing our favorite band in person or being there in, in crowd to cheer on your favorite team. With Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert, show our sporting event, show show or sporting event, excuse me, of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. You can sort by sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for new customers for $20 off orders of $200 or more to save even more money. So go check out our guys at Vivid Seats to check out some cool you know, shows, concerts, whatever you guys like to do. Go check them out. They've got the hookup for you. You are Locked On Buckeyes, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. So yesterday I talked about Chase Young, and I brought it mm-hmm. up that I thought that was the high I'm here on the national scene, remember my name, yeah. for next year's draft. That was the game for Chase Young. And you brought up something as we were prepping that I thought was pretty cool and I hadn't, hadn't even thought about yet. Because I think it's going to be a real thing moving forward because I think both these guys, when you talk about Nick Bosa and Chase Young, are going to have really good NFL careers. Being before you bring this up, here is Urban Meyer on Chase Young. Had a little bit of an ankle, but uh, he's been fighting through it. You saw glimpses. He played outstanding Saturday. And, uh, um, you know, that ceiling word again, I, you know, he's just a second-year player that's playing very well, and he has unlimited potential. So the Predator arrived. You saw it on that fourth down play. Yeah. He got into the back, backfield and blew that thing up. That was a huge moment for him, B. But you brought up something that I think people should start thinking about or just something fun that people should start thinking about as far as Bosa and uh, Chase Young. Yeah, I think that uh, what the way that I frame this is that you know that you know Nick Bosa uh, is out. You know He's injured. He There was a video that emerged yesterday of him kind of 
uh, doing a slow motion ladder uh, to get that groin or that ab or mm-hmm. whatever uh, whatever he's dealing with, sports hernia or something like that, uh, back in motion. And, and what I brought to the table, Maddie, uh, was that if you have both guys and both of them are healthy, you have number two healthy, you got number 97 healthy, uh, you saw what two could do this past weekend. He was an absolute wrecking ball with yeah. all the focus on him. And this is what Nick Bosa faces all the time, which makes was, Chase Young so good. And yeah. that was a big question yep. heading into this week. Can Chase Young be able to take all of that pressure and allow other guys to make plays? Not only did he do that, he made plays himself. But when you have Nick Bosa fully healthy, when you have Chase Young fully healthy, and you are an NFL scout, if you're an NFL guy and you have to take one of them, which one are you taking? Are you taking Nick Bosa or are you taking Chase Young? It is fascinating because I don't think you can go wrong with either guy, right? I don't think you're you can go wrong. This is a guy we're talking about Chase Young. He's the this is the dude you want coming off the bus first when you you and your squad pull up to the to Just the arena look at that the guy. day. Exactly. Is he not the most intimidating figure you've ever seen? He's got the nose stripe. His nickname is the along, Predator. Right? He's got the dreads. He looks terrifying. He looks like a monster. He's a dog. I would still roll with Nick, only yeah. because of the family ties, what I've seen from Joey. The I know genetics. The, the genetics are there. I think you know what you're getting from Nick Bosa when he gets to the NFL. Look, Chase Young, I think he's going to be a problem for anybody that has to deal with him twice a year in a division or once a year whenever you see Chase Young, because I think he is going to be a really good defensive end in the league. But being I've seen this from Nick Bosa in a small sample size, just the level he went to, not only yeah. – from his freshman year to sophomore year, but now his third year in college, man, he really took his game being to a whole another level. And I really believe we would have saw a huge game from him at Penn State, and that would have shored up a lot of people's minds about him being overall, probably the number one overall pick. Because right now, I think some people are still on the Ed Oliver bandwagon, and there's nothing wrong with that. Ed Oliver's a dog. You watch him play. Yeah, Rashawn Gary, good player. Problem. Yeah. But my thing with Ed Oliver is the conference that he's in. I think we do this to quarterbacks when we talk about those mm-hmm. guys coming out. And I think it's we got to be fair and do it with Ed Oliver. Not that he's not a good player. He'll I just, be fine. Oh, he he will be fine. I just yeah. haven't seen him go up against the same caliber of offensive linemen, even out of conference guys, the way Nick Bosa has, and dominate at that level. So, no, I would roll with Nick Bosa right now. But Chase Young, I think you're splitting hairs. This guy will get to the league, and he'll be wrecking guys for sure. Yeah, when we look at Chase Young, um, you know, he's only a second-year guy, and this is a guy who got onto the field a, a little bit uh, last Last year, you know, he obviously wasn't on the field as much as Nick Bosa last year uh, with Bosa coming in and splitting time with Tyquan Lewis and Sam Hubbard. Uh, But when you look at Chase Young and what that guy can do and the frame that he has, man, 6'5", 265, 6'5", 265, edge rusher. He's your prototypical edge rusher. You know, he's your big dude. He's got long arms uh, and he's got the physicality to do it. It's just all about technique now. Like if you if he can start learning um, you know, the technique that Larry Johnson is going to teach him over the next year and a half, two years, however long he decides to stay here. Uh, if he can start actually applying all of those techniques like Nick Bosa, if he can put on a little bit more weight yeah. and be that much more of a problem. But still to this day, if you're giving me them fully healthy, yeah. I'm going to go Nick Bosa just because I think he was the best player in college football before he got injured. Now we'll see if he even comes back and plays for the Scarlet and Gray this year. Uh, But either way, I think that you have two dynamite playmakers uh, on a defensive line, and I think any NFL team would be happy to have them. Uh, But yeah, you just look at Chase Young, and he's kind of on, you know, he's kind of on the track that Nick Bosa was. Uh, His sophomore year, yeah, he got a lot of play. Nick Bosa did, but still, he was sitting behind guys, and they would rotate him in. Uh, But when you look at Chase Young, you know, this is a true sophomore who's starting. 
uh, starting for Ohio State, starting for that defensive line, and is making an immediate impact. And I just can't imagine if Nick Bosa had stayed healthy what this defensive line would actually no, look like. It would be scary, and especially when you talk about Draymond, who is right there in sure. the middle of that thing. And Chase Young uh, came out this morning, was named the Chuck Benaric Award Player yeah, of the do. Week. When you're talking about six tackles, three tackles for a loss, and two sacks in a game, like you said, Beam, where he was the main focus of the offensive line. He's going to be a freak show you're talking about next year. The big thing for him is going to be the health thing, for him coming back next sure. year and not running into a, an issue the way Nick Bosa is running into right now. But there's no doubt about it man these NFL scouts are going to be salivating over this cat because he is the real deal we were talking about it last year when he was a true freshman sure and he didn't even didn't even have a whole offseason under Mickey Mirati now you're looking at his body and his body is just reformed and it looks like a NFL defensive end right now you're talking about a whole nother offseason here under Mickey Mirati and the weight program he's going to come back beam and even be better a year ago and I think you're going to be looking at Maybe not Jadavian Clowney hype around him, but I think you're talking about that kind of impact from Chase Young, the way we saw from Jadavian Clowney uh, at South Carolina. So both these guys are absolute freak shows, and the way Ohio State recruits, I'm sure these guys will more of these guys will be coming up the pipeline uh, in years to come. Beam, we got to take a quick break, but before before we do that, let the folks know about. More information from Vivid Seats. Yeah, go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code Locked On for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee from the biggest concert concerts and games to the hottest theater tickets and more. Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app, enter promo code Locked On for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Like we said, go to Vivid Seats and check our guys out. This is Locked On Buckeyes, your team every day. All right, we got a couple more minutes here for today's pod, and I wanted to bring this up because we're more than we're a quarter of the way th- through the season now, Beam, and I think we should hand out maybe our one MVP mm-hmm. outside of Dwayne Hassan because that's pretty God obvious damn. that we would pick him. Took mine. And then maybe one guy you want to see in the second quarter th- of the season step up. So for me, the guy that I think is the MVP is going to be J.K. Dobbins. Mm. I think J.K. Dobbins, the first game of the year, we were like, hey, how's this running back thing going to go? It was the Mike right. Weber show. Maybe J.K., you know, some uh, who knows what happened. I think there were a lot of questions after about that. But being since then, to me, he has emerged as the better option at running back right now. Not that there's anything wrong with Mike Weber. He's been banged up a little bit. Let's be real about that. They're both really good running backs. But to me, I think he's been so valuable because we've talked so much about Haskins. And obviously, if he was in play, he would be the MVP. Sure. But now you're talking about the threat of the downfield pass with a really, really good running back. To me, he, that is such a valuable asset. So I'm rolling with J.K. Dobbins. is my first quarter MVP right now outside of Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, I absolutely love that. When you know we started off the season, we were scratching our heads and be like maybe Mike Weber is you know better maybe than he's when he's fully dude, healthy right? and uh you know it's just it's cemented that JK Dobbins is the number 1 running back Mike Weber is a great number 1 phenomenal, B phenomenal phenomenal uh, great guy to have you know as your uh, your your card up your sleeves there but my guy I'm going to go a little bit uh, off the beaten path here Maddie okay. I'm going to go uh, with Terry McLaurin Ooh, uh, because this guy not only can he catch passes he has sure hands but this is a guy who caught zero passes against Penn State. Yep. All right, he caught zero passes against Penn State. But we have seen him so many times be able to spring big plays no with his outside blocking ability. And when you have players on the outside who can block like that, and against Tulane, he took two guys down. Against Penn State, he took three guys three. down on one play and sprung K.J. Hill to the house on the uh, go-ahead touchdown pass. But when you have a guy like that on the outside who can absolutely get after it 
and allow big plays to happen and not allow bubble screens to get blown up, yep. interceptions to happen, anything like that. When you have guys who can stay in front of their man for a prolonged period of time like Terry McLaurin does, for me, it's something that goes unnoticed by a lot of people, but it's something that coaches absolutely they salivate over. They love it. And uh, so that's my guy, Terry McLaurin. Even though his, uh, his receiving stats aren't the best on the team, uh, this is going to be a guy who is going to be an absolute problem, especially when defense backs key him to block on plays and then he's twitchy enough where he can beat you downfield anyways. Uh, so that's my guy, T-Mac. There's a reason why he's a captain, and uh, he showed that throughout the first five games. So Here, Terry McLaurin, my first quarter MVP. Here's Urban Meyer talking about those wide receivers blocking. Elite blocking. Great's probably not a strong enough adjective right now for what's going on out there. And that's uh, Heartline's done a great job, but you know you got three captains that Ben Victor, uh, Ben Victor. Now I'm saying this because I love him. Darn near refused to block. Didn't play a whole lot. He had one of the biggest blocks of the game Saturday. One of the you know, down the left sideline. Uh, I can't remember who caught the ball because I don't care who caught the ball. I care about the blocking, and it was uh, elite. We had a little moment together with the receivers and Ben Victor he's become as Paris said he's become one of us and that's a pretty cool thing so I'm glad that I saw that in the system B because I think that is becoming a big thing that you know Urban loves that clearly you can hear how excited he is he doesn't care about the pass he cares about you know the grinding it out on the outside the blocking stuff because it makes things happen not only in the passing game but it helps out the running game as well for me the guy that I want to see step up more now in the second quarter of the schedule is the guy that he was just talking about, and that's Benjamin Victor. Because, Beam, I know it's in there. I know it's in there, and I just really believe that this guy can become more of an option for Ohio State moving forward because you look at the body type, you're looking at the ability to run away from the defense. We saw that in the game against Penn State with that ridiculous 47-yard catch uh, for a touchdown. I really believe this is a guy that I'm really going to look forward to watching the rest of the season because, Beam, it's in there. I'm telling you, this guy can become a really, really special weapon for the Buckeyes moving forward because they've got all different type of speedsters on the outside. They don't really have – a consistent red zone possession receiver. And he is the guy that I really think could help them out down there. And you're talking about the ability to be a really accurate quarterback with Dwayne Haskins. You get a big body receiver for him consistently. That's a guy that I think can really do damage against defenses. So for me, the guy that I want to see step up a little bit more in the second quarter of the year is Benjamin Victor. Yeah, he showed that against Penn State, Matty. It's something that Ohio State fans have been, you know, drooling over for a long time. It's just – Look at this guy's attributes. Look at his size. Look at his weight. Uh, look at his hands. And finally, you heard it from Urban Meyer that he didn't block, so he's not going to play. And it shows you how important blocking is to Ohio State's scheme on the outside. Uh, but now that he's learned that, I'm 100% with you. He is going to be a guy to absolutely watch out for. If him and Dwayne Haskins can keep up this little connection, if they can g- gain trust with each other, uh, then that's going to be an absolute problem. But my guy uh, who I want to see step up, this is a sophomore captain, a guy coming into the year, uh, we knew he was dealing with a little bit of a, an Achilles injury. Is going to be tough, Borland. Listen, man, if you're if you're healthy enough to play, uh, you're gonna. I, I need to see a little bit more from you. You're a captain. Uh, you're you're the middle linebacker of the Silver Bullets defense, which is a long, 
lineage of yes. great players. I know you're right. a sophomore, and this is why people are going to be tough on you. Uh, the first four games of the year, I'm sure that – or first five games of the year, really. I'm sure the Penn State game, too. Tough Borland would like to forget about it. Even though you came away with a win, he made some okay plays. Uh, there were just times where he didn't look like he was ready to go, and I don't know if that is – uh, part of the Achilles injury, I don't know if he's still trying, if he's only 85, 80%. Uh, but this is a guy, Maddie, who I think that, you know, you saw for a long time with Ohio State in the middle linebacking core, you saw Raquan McMillan there just commanding that defense yeah. and making every single play and not missing tackles. Uh, and Tough Borland is a guy who you need to step up. And I think Ohio State's defense goes how he goes. You be able to fill gaps. You're able to cover man defense. You be able to uh, catch quarterbacks on a QB spy. Whatever you're able to do, I think Ohio State's defense goes as tough Borland goes. And if he continues to get better throughout the rest of the year, you gain some confidence through these next three, four games. And I think you should be able uh, to absolutely watch out for him. So that's my guy. I love it. I love it, and I love the way he spells his name, T-U-F. I mean, it fits the, it fits it the billing for an Ohio it, it does, State linebacker. But he's got to get it going, but, Shabib, you're so right. I mean, and I, we talk about the DBs, too, and how we're like we've lost a lot of guys in the NFL, but you look at Jerome Baker, another guy playing for the Dolphins, playing pretty well next to Raekwon McMillan. Sure. So there's guys that clearly you miss because they were consistent guys. I know last year they had some problems, but overall it's been pretty good. So no, I think that's definitely a guy. You're right, man. You're going to come out here. You're, you're healthy. Let's go. Let's yeah. level up a little bit because we know that you can level up. That's what we're talking about here. All right, it's been the, the episode two of the week. Matty Ice, 971 on Twitter, Beam. Where can they find you? At Brandon Beam 971. Maybe on my Twitter feed today, you may see something about a little Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka feud. Come on, so, man. Those are my guys. You can't have the guys beefing, man. You they got can't a have stories coming out from France, and it is quite the ugly situation from the Ryder Cup. Love it. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Buckeyes podcast. Brandon Beam, Matt Hayes from 97.1 The Fan in Columbus, Ohio. Thanks for listening.